Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's great to have you here again. You know how we all just take for granted the everyday things and most of us don't even know how they came to be? Well, someone had to invent them, right? Like whatever that happens to be, just insert XYZ here. Now, Paul the Wood Magician is back with me today and we're going to talk all about screws. Specifically the Robertson screw, which in our opinion is superior to many others and after today's show, we're betting that you'll agree with us. And for those who don't know, a Robertson head screw is one that has like a square end on it. Um, and in contrast to other um, common screwdriver is a Phillips, which is a star-shaped head. Now, Robertson is a Canadian invention, and almost 80% of the screws sold in hardware stores here are actually Robertson's. But the sales in the U.S. amount to about 10% being Probably Robertson, less, yeah. maybe even less. Who's yeah. to say? Anyway, so thanks for coming on the show again today, Mr. Paul Keller. Thank you. All right, so who actually invented a Robertson screw in the first place? Now, I'm sure everyone listening is shouting out, the dude named Robertson! Like, why are you even asking this question? Anyway, and why is it mainly found in Canada? And why is the Phillips found pretty much everywhere else, and especially in the U.S.? Well, it's actually an interesting story. Um, I've been wondering this for quite a long time, actually. And thanks to uh, the internet and YouTube and all kinds of things, I started doing a little bit of research the last week, and um, it was actually a lot more interesting than I thought. So anyways, it all uh, mainly has to do with the fact that most tradesmen and factory workers and accountants, we'll get to that later, detest a slot head screwdriver. Now, back in the 1800s and early 1900s, the only screw available was the venerable slot head. And it, for anyone that has the opportunity to try and had used one of these screws, you'll know how challenging it is to use and not hurt yourself because this damn bit always slides off and ends up mucking everything up. So, well, you gouge whatever you're working on or yeah. you grind it into your fingers. You got old like... hinges in an old house. It's just painful. Anyhow, um, luckily for us in the year 1879, a man named Peter Limburger Robertson was born in Ontario, Canada. As a born inventor, by the time he was in his mid-twenties, he had invented all kinds of things. Self-centering corkscrew, a better mouse trap, and an original multi-tool, among other things. But in demonstrating one of his new inventions and spring-loaded screwdriver, he cut himself badly when the slot head screwdriver slipped. And that gave him the idea of a new type of screw that wouldn't slip. Alright, so what was so special about the way he designed it and where did it first come into common use in practice? Well, first of all, he, he wasn't the first person to come up with the square head design. Uh, there had been lots of people that had developed this and other shapes of the design, but Robertson was the first to taper the square shape. In other words, uh, the top is square and it actually tapers in as it goes into the screw and the driver um, mates in the opposite. So it fits snugly and it was easy also to align. Um, and this made it 
easier to line the bit, of course, and it wouldn't slip out easily, which is the main thing. You wouldn't cam. Uh, but more importantly, and this is vital, you could cold form the screws, which meant you didn't have to manufacture the screw uh, first, heating the screw first, which is what, uh, if, if you had it back in the day, they didn't have the technology to be able to put a punch a square uh, point into uh, top of a screw head. And if they did, it would damage it to the point where it was too weak. So if you tried turning it, it would just break. But he was the first one to figure out that you could actually do these before having to heat the bit. And that was revolutionary because you could easily manufacture them cheaply and make millions quickly. In fact, it was so successful, he thought he patented his design in 1907. He started to promote his new product in Canada and quickly found a use in the furniture industry. Woohoo, furniture! Yes. And the reason is quickly meant because uh, that is the worst part when you're trying to screw something together when the screwdriver slips and when it hits a piece of wood, you've now damaged the wood. So, of course, when they saw this new technology, they jumped all over it. So he set up his first factory in Milton, Ontario in 1909. And one of his first large people to sales to was the Fisher Car Body Manufacturer. And they started using it for the Canadian version of the Ford Model T. Nice. So as in any business, I'm sure after this first little bit of uh, adoption into the industry, growth was on Mr. Robertson's mind. So why, after doing well in Canada and being the solid answer to this dreaded slot head style screw, did it not make the jump onto the world stage? Yeah, good question. So after a few years of great success in Canada, Robertson went to England and he started the Recess Screw Company. And his plans was to have a factory and it was to supply Russia and Germany. Uh, but the advent of the World War I put an end to this venture quickly. After the war, the Robertson Screw Company was doing very well in Canada and he wanted to expand in the U.S. Henry Ford wanted to use his screws after hearing that his saving uh, $2.60 a car in Canada because of the screws. And this is a significant savings on a car that retailed for 360 bucks. <laughs> Can you imagine buying a car for $360 yeah, right well, now? <laughs> um, and the proposed deal, Ford wanted to use his screws in all his plants in America, but exclusively. So i.e. only Ford could use Robertson's. Robertson refused, and so the contract failed, and Robertson also lost a contract in Canada for the Model T. It was almost a third of his business. After three failed tries to license his product outside of Canada, he finally gave up. But his success in Canada continued. Meanwhile, Ford continued to use the slot head screws. Crazy. So, then what? Like, why did the... the the Phillips screw arrive on the scene and, and then why did it have this like wild success that we now see them everywhere? Well, timing as usual. Um, so it wasn't until 1934 that a person by the name of Henry Phillips had patented new design and was trying to license it in America. And in 1936, he managed to have the engineers of General Motors test it. And it was enough of success for them to use it in their cars. The first was a 1936 Cadillac, and it quickly became clear that this was a great advantage and it was safer to use and much quicker to build. And in a few short years, all the cars were using the Phillips screw, including Ford. And the airplane and railway soon followed as well. 
By 1940, 80% of manufacturers were using the licensed design. When the Second World War broke out, all the military vehicles and aircraft were put together using Phillips screws. Hundreds of thousands of them. Nice contract, that. <laughs> yeah, by the time the patents had expired in the 1960s, there were more than 160 domestic licenses and over 80 foreign licenses for the Phillips screw. So while Robertson had Canada, by all measures, the rest of the world had Phillips. And that is the real reason why we use Robertson and everyone else predominantly uses the Phillips. Hmm. Kind of interesting how two different wars had sort of two different outcomes for these two different screws, hey? Yeah, it is quite amazing. So I know you also had a few fun facts that we wanted to share about the Robertson. So let it rip there, mister. Yeah, well, you'd mentioned earlier about the hardware stores and 80% of them, which I didn't realize. And then I was there the other day. I'm like, yeah, they're right there. Everything's Harvardson until you hit the drywall section. It's quite amazing. Yeah, so the first thing is kind of interesting. Um, the Robertson screwdrivers are color-coded, which is awesome. And we just take it for granted. Um, but for example, the number two screwdriver it will have a red handle. And this is one that's used for the number eight and number 10 size screws are the most common in, in the woodworking industry and carpentry. Uh, the number one is colored green and it fits the number five and six and it's popular in the electrical field in Canada, I might add. Uh, the number zero, which is fine, it's not really a number, uh, is yellow and it is the screw sizes uh, three and four, so it's a little one. And the black driver, number three, is the largest and it's for the number 12 and number 14 screws. And I really wish Phillips did this, but... But then they'd have to have them, like, be pink and orange yeah, and something well, different maybe, than yeah, those colors. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe right? they do not. I don't, I don't do not <laughs> so I just have my quick picks. <laughs> and another funny thing, and this is quite interesting, um, because Robertson patents have sort of worn out, but they still actually make Robertson screwdrivers and Robertson screws. You can still buy a Robertson screw. And they are slightly different than an actual square drive, which is predominantly what you buy at Home Depot and all those. And the Robertson driver has a perfect taper and matches their screw perfectly. And the reason that's so wonderful, if you do happen to have the perfect setup, is when you put them together, the screw doesn't fall out. So if you now, put it on the end of your bed yeah. and you got to, you know, yeah, which lift is it the up and greatest advantage above to your the head Robertson or whatever. Screw yeah. out of all the other screws, it's the only one that will stay in this. So when you got one hand holding the piece of wood and you only have one hand to do the other thing, you don't have to use two to put the screw on the head. Um, but if you do have a regular screw and a Robertson screw, it'll work okay, but it won't hold as well. And I've tried it in the Robertson screw and the Robertson driver. They're perfect. And they're the only ones that do that. You know, um, it's the small things in life that give it us is, joy, That isn't is it? why it is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing. And I don't think Americans realize that. How wonderful it is. They got to yeah. fumble around with a stupid Phillips bit. All right. So, <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So, so now that, that Paul has shared some really great information on the history of the Roberts and Phillips screws, We'll have to leave it to you, the listeners, to decide which screw might be better for you. But um, we're still pretty sure that the Robertson will yeah, do the trick. Although there I is something will, new coming out. I will up, so. add that there are new screws coming out. Uh, there's one, well, it's not really new, but they're, they're bringing it out more, at least for us. Maybe it's popular in the U.S., but it's a Torx head. Um, it's a multifaceted sort of a star shape. It's quite common in uh, appliances, little screws for appliances, dishwashers, fridges. And um, I'm sure the car industry is probably using it. Um, and it's now available for carpentry screws. And I've used them and they're great. They're really good. 
Um, they are color coded too, right? They are color the, the bits sizes. are color coded as well, and they come in even more sizes. Um, but they're very hard to find here. There's only a small amount at the hardware stores, and they're quite a bit more expensive. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. They may be more uh, cheaper and more popular in the states. I don't know. But well, only time will tell. Only time will tell. All right. So normally I'd be asking, you know, are you handy, and what's your favorite tool, and all that kind of stuff. And of course we have both answered that question a few times now on the, on the show. Um, so instead of asking that question, I was just going to ask you or on behalf of the listeners, what, uh, has your latest project been? I know what it is, but it's been pretty fun. I know it's been yeah. a bit of a passion thing for you. So let's share what that is. All right. So, uh, my spare time, I've been slowly finishing our uh, little garage in the back for our little convertible. Um, and it was framed and roofed uh, last year so the car was dry but this year we finally finished the custom doors on it and we've now put the cedar shingle siding on and, and i had an opportunity to finally put a little design in the cedar shingles um which i've always wanted to do and they're quite common you can do it all for different shapes and sizes sort of a three-dimensional relief by cutting different rows of shingles into a pattern Originally, I was going to do a diamond pattern, and then I decided on a more complicated one, of course. Of course. And ended up doing, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a compass star shape. Yeah, it's kind thing. of like a sun or star yeah, looking Yeah, it's actually kind idea. of cool. Um, I've only seen one picture on the internet, and that's what decided. That was your inspiration? That was my yeah. inspiration, so I just took that picture and rolled with it. Um, awesome. So we'll put that on our... Yeah, we'll put that uh, picture of that in the show notes yeah, for everyone so to take a quick look out so you can it's really hard to explain to yeah it's hard to visualize anyway so yeah so thanks for coming on again today paul and um we'll see you all next time thank you thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation we hope after listening you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams you can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.